I've been waiting 23 years to say that. Been so long, I almost forgot how to do this show. I had to, I was getting ready to do it, and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta pull up all the information and stuff about it. Four score and seven years ago, we had a podcast about X Files. Remember Pretty that? <laughs> Barely, but. Hey, we're here, we're back, and this is the FBI's Most Unwanted, and I'm Matt. I'm Justin. Fun thing you should know, um, I'm going to promote another place, just because I, they... Go for uh, it. I'm... Uh, I gotta find it. Uh, was it Cavity Color? Like, there's a, there's new... I saw some new uh, X-File shirts. <gasps> that, really? That uh, a company's making. Uh, it's one of four. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, Cavity Colors. Um, well, I, I'm I just ordered I think it's through them I ordered some Godzilla shirts that should be arriving sometime next week but if you go to their website uh, cavitycolors.com you can uh, they just released a long sleeve t-shirt uh, that has like the, the saucer says I want to believe and on one sleeve it says X-Files and the other one says the truth is out there and it glows in the dark Nice. But yeah, they're going to do a whole bunch of stuff, uh, shirts, that uh, we'll be releasing November 10th. So I felt Ooh. it was pretty appropriate when I found that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to promote them because they put out awesome shit. Nice. I had no idea. Well, I'm going to have to have a look at those and see what I can do. Figured at least the one bright side, considering what we're about to talk about. <laughs> Yep, yep, pretty much. Um, yeah, we're talking about uh, Season 3, Episode 18, titled uh, Teso dos Bichos, which uh, is archaic Portuguese for burial mound of small animals. Um, directed by Kim Manners, written by John Chavon, or John Chavon, I'm not exactly sure how that's pronounced um originally aired march 8th 1996 and i'll dive into it uh the production was strongly disliked by the cast and crew oh really it had a lot of yep it had a lot of issues uh director kim manners who really did not like the episode later made t-shirts and gave them to the cast and crew that read tezos doge Tesos dos bichos survivor. Um, the writer claims to have derived the episode's title from an ancient chant. Um, how, however, unbeknownst to him, in parts of Colombia and Venezuela, bichos is a euphemism for testicles. So there was that burying uh, of small testicles. <laughs> A lot of the issues include, at the last minute, the ending of the episode had to be rewritten. Um, but uh, 
the hordes of common house cats that were supposed to originally attack Scully and Mulder in the script didn't want to attack under direction. They just did, quote, pretty much nothing, um, as cats are wont to do. Uh, Gillian Anderson has a severe cat allergy, so she couldn't actually get near the real cats. Um... Kim Manners felt that the episode's first three acts were the best three acts of television he had ever directed. He thought that the fourth act was an absolute disaster. <laughs> um, Manners apparently asked Chris Carter to film a leopard for the fourth act rather than house cats, saying, I begged Carter, please let's revisit the leopard in the teaser because I'm never going to make these cats scary. He was right. Uh, the fucking pup. I will we'll get to it. And I'll mention it again. But the fucking puppets, they cat puppets, they use at the they're end. Really bad. Oh, yeah. they're really bad. Manners, I can't get over how much he hated this episode. He thought the story was not interesting. He said, "Quote: Pussy cats are not scary." <laughs> um. And Kim Manners called this episode Second Salmon, referring to the number of rewrites the episode went through. And every time an episode was rewritten, the color of the script changed. And Teso de Dos Bichos went through so many rewrites that the cast eventually received a second round of salmon colored copies. Oh, my and God. it was not received well. Um, it got pretty poor reviews. And for good reason. We'll talk about it. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, this fucking happened. Like, like I told you before we recorded, like, I, I watched this, like, twice before I left because I was uh, ahead mm -hmm. one episode because we were doing Pusher, and for some reason I forgot about it. So I, like did the one beforehand like the, I went on to this one and then as I was telling you like I rewatched it again this morning like got like 10 minutes in and then my power went out and then it came back on and I had to start it all over again I could for some reason was having a hard time like trying to fast forward so I was like god yep. damn it <laughs> crazy <sighs> well that doesn't Oh, sorry. I was trying to... Here we go. I'm working on two things at once here. So, basically, this episode, um, it starts in the mountains of Ecuador, which I actually think the idea of focusing on, like, a culture that we don't know a lot about here in the United States is a good one. However, they don't really end up doing that. Yeah, um, it's like, it, it kind of, this was more like a weird bookend moment because you, you're, like, in Ecuador for, like, the beginning and then the end, but everything else is just, like, in just wherever they're at. Yep, pretty much. Um, two archaeologists, Dr. Belak and Dr. Roosevelt, they get into the get into an argument because they have uh, unearthed a burial urn that contains an Amaru, which is a oh, no. female shaman. And um, there you are. Oh, am I gone? You you froze like for uh, like for like thirty seconds on this end. Oh shit. I was still talking. Uh, oh, okay. What was the last thing you heard me say? Uh, 
I, I said about the bookends, and then that was it. <laughs> okay, well, now I... Okay, 7.15 into the episode. Okay, um, I gotta cut all that out later. Basically, uh, I, I kicked off. Uh, it's in Ecuador, like I said, and there are these two doctors, Dr. Bilak and Dr. Roosevelt. They have unearthed a burial urn that contains an Amaru or Amaru, uh, which is a female shaman, and one of them uh, wants to take it. it. Dr. Roosevelt, he's like, we have to take it away from here and put it in a museum. And Dr. Bilak is like, no, this is like a sacred thing. She was buried here. Like, we're really going to insult these people. They're very upset that you want to take it. We can't take it. Ultimately, of course, Dr. Roosevelt wins <laughs> because otherwise the rest of the episode wouldn't take place. Um, yeah, who really want, comes in for an episode of Start of X-Files and it's like, oh, no, don't pick up that idol. It's very important to these people and bad things will happen. Oh, you're right. We'll leave it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> see. Also, of course, because white American dudes think they yep. know best. Uh Later, a uh, native shaman describes Yahe to the local villagers and Dr. Bilak. Uh, Yahe is a South American psychoactive brew. Um, and this is the direct definition. A South American psychoactive brew used both socially and as ceremonial spiritual medicine among the indigenous indigenous peoples of the Amazon basin, also known as ayahuasca, which is what most people would know it as. And ayahuasca makes you trip balls, vomit, and shoot, uh, shit your pants. <laughs> and we didn't get to see any of that? Damn, that would have made this no, way more it interesting. A, it was a very... Um, uh, uh, it was a very not proper portrayal of ayahuasca use. Um, and the only way I know this is I listened to another podcast called Oh No, Ross and Carrie, where they investigate um, claims of different things. And ayahuasca is illegal here in the United States. But one of the things they did was book a trip to an ayahuasca retreat in South America. And uh, Ross tripped balls on ayahuasca uh because supposedly it does all these like spiritual things and basically they were trying to investigate like does it open your mind and all this and his whole thing was basically like no like i had some pretty fucked up hallucinations and i had to shit a lot and i had to throw up a lot but i didn't like get any sort of special knowledge about the universe (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, and during the ritual, a jaguar spirit kills Dr. Roosevelt in his tent. So there's that. And then the rest of this episode takes place in Boston. Um, (laughs) because even though Dr. Roosevelt is dead now, he apparently still won his argument with Dr. Bilak and the thing got shipped to a history museum in Boston and now Fox and 
or uh, Mulder and Scully are investigating the disappearance of Dr. Craig Horning, who is also an archaeologist. Uh, apparently, a security guard discovered a large amount of blood in his lab. And bones. There were so many random rib bones. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, so... Uh, boy, this episode, I tell you. Well, then they meet up with the, the girl. This, yes, they meet uh, the, the curator, uh, Dr. Luton, and graduate student Mona Wustner. And they also meet Dr. Bilak, who's become a recluse because he's just using Yahe all the time. And everyone's just looking at him like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? <laughs> he's just always so sweaty. From, from Yahe. <laughs> yeah, he's like sweating and everything. Uh, Luton, he goes to his car and he gets killed by the Jaguar spirit because his car doesn't start because the spirit makes his car don't start. I don't know. This, no, like, this... It, it, you know, he opened the, uh, he op- it, it wasn't a Jaguar. I, this is where it all immediately falls apart because it kind of. I'm not kidding. Like. As many times as I've watched this show, you now, with all the times you have watched this episode, have probably seen this episode more times than I have because I skip over this one so much. He, yeah, because like he gets out of the car because it won't start, and he opens the he opens the front, and there's rats that had like eaten away at his battery. Um, mm-hmm. And then that, that's it. Yeah. His car is full of rats. Yeah, that's and he right. gets murdered by rats. Yes. And well no, he gets killed by the Jaguar spirit because the rats were in his car and the rats will come back. Okay. Alright, uh, now this is starting to make a weird sense, but also no sense. Right. Um I'll explain it. It's all dumb, but it I'll, is dumb. I'll explain it as best I can as it goes on. Um <laughs> So, Scully, she finds the rat corpses in the engine, like we just talked about. Mona is like, no, no, nothing unusual is happening here. But then, um, this is when the rats come out of the toilet, like, I think, or is that later? No, that's later, because the, okay. the first he goes and she, she, after she, like, talks with Mulder and Scully, oh, um, that's right, because they can't Luke- find... Because Dr. Luton's body is gone, so they go searching for it, and uh, blood starts dripping on Mulder's face from above, and they look up, and they see an intestine hanging out of the tree, and Scully, that's when she uh, goes to perform the autopsy on the intestine, but gets interrupted when Mona calls and is like, hey, it might have been Bilac because he's been like tripping balls the whole time <laughs> and he was like mad at everybody and that's when she goes into the bathroom and rats are forcing their way up out of the sewer and um the agents they get there and Bilac he's like crying by the toilet and he's like Mona's dead and that's when they find all the dead rats in the toilet and stuff. And Scully's like, uh, but how did talk, they Talk get about your here? typical typical Sunday when rats are all over the toilet. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, if we lived in, like, a major city, that New does York happen. New York City? To- yeah. Yeah, New York City or any of those. There's actually another city that's even ratty. Uh, I think even 
maybe it's Chicago has like the most rats in the United States or something like that. I can't remember, but uh, if you live in those apartments, sometimes if it's an older building because of the way the pipes are, you can get a rat in your toilet or <laughs> Ugh, crack a terrible. rat. And so now they can't find her body because the leopard spirit obviously takes all the bodies away to eat them because ghosts need to eat bodies. Of course. Uh, <laughs> um, and they find the dead dog, her, uh, uh, Mona's dead dog, and they do an autopsy on the dead dog, and they're like, well, "I hated, maybe... I hated every moment of this, like this scene, because it was just the well, stupidest was... fucking thing." Because it was just little old lady who swallowed a fly. Yeah. It was, well, the the dog, it, I found some rat poison. Oh, so the dog ate a rat. Well, no, the dog swallowed a cat, and the cat swallowed the rat. I don't know why she swallowed the fly. Perhaps she'll die. Well, she did. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. God damn. They really snuck in, like, a literal version of the little old lady in this. Mm-hmm. Because the dog ate the cat that ate the rat that had the rat poison. And the rat uh, slash jaguar spirit killed killed Mona. Killed Mona. And essentially, the jaguar spirit is riling... Because apparently underneath this museum is like a whole colony of feral cats. Which is, again, just like rats, is a problem in major metropolitan areas. Like hordes of stray cats living places so but this jaguar spirit is like commanding the cats somehow because for Mulder and Scully figure out that maybe all of these bodies are in the sewer but their whole thing was um Bilak mm. like escaped custody mm -hmm. and they're framing it as instead of him hallucinating he somehow turned into a rat and, and ran away. Yeah, into the sewer through like a secret passage. Well, and basically, uh, Bilak Mulder notices a large drag mark through the dust on the floor and discovers a hatch down into the steam tunnels. And so Bilak's been taken down there, I guess, by the Jaguar spirit. And so they go down in the tunnels. And this is the whole scene with the really bad cat puppets. <laughs> I mean, Salem, I, this was 1995. The, I think the only other cat puppet on television at this point was Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Well, there was, what year was, um, there, was a, there was a Stephen King film. Uh, cat's eye it might have been cat's eye well there's cat's eye and there's sleepwalkers i'm thinking sleepwalkers because sleepwalkers has a cat in it but it's a real cat yeah. it has real cats in it it doesn't have cat puppet that's the one with the cat people and the son the the weird incest relationship yeah. between the mother and the son yes yeah, that's sleep that was 92 good movie by the way like it's creepy even with weird, the incest <laughs> Even with the incest, it's actually not a bad movie. I like Sleepwalkers. <laughs> it's really yeah. That's the whole point is because they're like this weird like other race and like it's okay for their race, but it still comes off as weird to us because we're people and yeah. <laughs> I'd rather talk about. I seriously would rather talk about Sleepwalkers in this episode. <laughs> for me, I thought you were going to say I would much rather talk about cat incest. <laughs> so it's just like uh. <laughs> no, just no Sleepwalkers. Um. 
They're in the steam tunnels. Scully gets attacked by a cat. They find a bad they, cat puppet. Yeah, they like they find the themselves they into find a... the bodies. They <laughs> shut themselves in a room. The cats are like crawling through a wall, like so they crawl up a weird hatch in the ground. Yeah, that had like another missing person's like body in it. Yep, and but when they get out, they're like, "Well, now we can't find the bodies, and there's like miles of them down there. It's gonna take days to find where you saw them." And then it, it ends with the burial thing is back in Ecuador. And it turns out the shaman has like jaguar eyes. So the shaman is the jaguar spirit. And Mulder is like, well, all the deaths were blamed on animal attacks. And they were probably associated with that burial urn, which had been removed against the will of the tribes people. And I'm like, yeah, think maybe... <laughs> Wait, what? And that's... Yeah, that's... Yeah. The, the problem with this episode was, like, on paper, it's not a bad concept. It really no. isn't. It's a re... No, it's not. Yeah. It's a good concept, pro- actually. Yeah, but then, like, so you had the Jaguar, which you got to see it, sort of, at the beginning, murder a guy. But mm-hmm. then everything after that... It's just kind of assumed, but it seems this is where I got confused because it made it felt like it was the rats that were doing all of it. But then mm-hmm. when Scully is going through Bylock's uh, house and they re- she reads a passage to Mulder about uh, while she he's tripping balls on Yahe about a spirit that was a jaguar with a scorpion tail and claws. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, so it's that. But then at the end, it's just bunch. They're like, "Oh no, it's a bunch of fucking cats. Get the fuck out of here!" Because the jaguar somehow, like the jaguar, barely comes back after that, even by mention. And they're all and it just the like. I would have understood if there was like the quote unquote real version uh, that mm-hmm. they were trying to figure out was that Bylock is just tripping balls and murdering people. But then it never gets. It just it's so muddled with with like with the rewrites and how they were trying to like mold this oh and it's straight up you can tell this is an episode like doesn't seem like anybody in this episode's all that invested yeah no one gave a shit i mean it's this is a d of an episode it is a, a mess it's flat it's not interesting um this is moon level crap that, which one? Which the the space one, the the oh, moon or whatever. Space, space, that one. Yeah. Uh, I think space is still worse, but this isn't that far away from it. No, it's not. No, that one. No. Yeah, it is pretty close. <laughs> um, next week's episode is better. I'll be interested to see what you think about next week's episode because it's another one with a very interesting concept. That I've never quite determined, even for myself, how I feel about the finished product, which is why I'll be interested to talk about it with you. Um, Next week's episode is titled Hell Money, um, and it has some familiar faces that you'll see when you watch it, including B.D. Wong 
Lucy Liu and Ooh. James Hong. Already sold. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's an interesting one. I I'm I'm really interested to to talk to you about this one and to revisit it because I actually haven't watched this one in a while. <gasps> and then the week after that is one of the best ones of the whole series. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's going to be a good couple, because the week after Hell Money is Jose Chung's From Outer Space. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Jose Chung's From Outer Space. Uh, okay. You'll see. (laughs) You'll see. But we got to get through Hell Money first, and we'll be back uh, probably next week with that one. So, catch you later, everybody. Sweet. Later. The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. Thanks.